Hello and welcome to Script and Pencils. This is the interview podcast from the Comic Crush. Uh, I'm your host, Paul, as always. And uh, today I'm joined by a very, very special guest, someone who I'm, I'm really honoured to be talking to, um, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh, Hello, so Kelly Sue. Here, Paul. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, it, it's great to have you on. I've uh, been a fan of your work for a while. Uh, it, it's lovely to get this chance to talk to you about... Um, uh, Wonder Woman Historia the Amazons, which I believe is is the full title. I and this, sure. Yes, it's so awkward. Um, <laughs> I wanted to just call it Historia, and they were like, no, 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 no. We need to get the Wonder Woman in there because uh, apparently that the marketing department was like, no, that is not happening. Uh, and uh, it was like, okay, well, how about uh, the Amazons Historia? And they were like, no, how about <laughs> Wonder Woman, the Amazons Historia, or Historia, the Amazons, or something? I was like, all right, fine, whatever. That's not. I guess. Part. I guess you, you've got to know where the money is, right? I yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. It's like probably you know your job better than I do, but uh, so now we have a very, very lengthy title. Mm. Um, DC so. seem to be specialising lengthy titles. They've recently. Uh, <laughs> Redubbed Catwoman when in Rome, Batman the Long Halloween, Catwoman when in Rome, which is which is havoc if you're trying to. Uh, okay. So there, there you go. It's um, you know. It's it's a fashion, but uh, yes. I, I was saying actually to to Lauren that I'm really enjoying everything DC's doing at the moment. I'm I'm just kind of really excited by uh, so much of the line and so many of the kind of uh, experiments in format they seem to be taking and. This is certainly one that I'm most excited about because you're working at this kind of prestige plus format, large scale uh, uh, trim size, um, which shows off Phil's art beautifully. Does that, I mean, does knowing that going in and writing for that actually change the way you write? I'm, I'm, I'm just yes, curious. Absolutely, it does. it does. Yes, absolutely, it does. Um, and I, I'm not sure what, what's what's interesting is I'm going to see if it worked when I see the first book in print and then none of that information will be applicable to the second book because we have a different artist. Right. And, uh, and none of that information will be applicable to the third book. <laughs> so, so there's a there's a little bit of a like, huh? Um, uh, Gaiman has a line, and I don't know if it's actually his or he was quoting mm. someone else, but he's the one that I first heard say it. And uh, he said, "You never learn how to write a book; you learn how to write the book you're writing." Uh, and and I, I think that is certainly true of Historia, and it's true of Historia for each of the books which is really kind of fascinating um so learning to write for phil then learning to write for Jean, now learning to write for uh nicola um they're all kind of different processes and i'm pretty used to and adept at 
or I guess it's not up to me to say whether I'm adept. I feel fairly adept at regular <laughs> at regular um, comic size, the, the regular page. I have a sense of, um, I, I can look at an artist's work and, and have a sense of, you know, how many panels they'll be comfortable with. And then I can adjust that for the effect I'm trying to, produce and the tempo that I'm trying to produce. Uh, but I'm winging it a little bit with this oversize. Right. Um, so for, for Phil, I, I went in, in both directions. So I wrote a, well, I've written a double page splash into every issue, but it was a massive decision for Phil to, to decide to do. This is the first time I was like, I'm in like oversized pages and I'm going to do a double page splash. That seems like a lot of like that, you know, but, but his work is so dense and there's so much to see that I wasn't, you know, you knew he, it wasn't going to be like, well, that was a waste of two pages, you know? Mm. Um, but I also have panels that, are or pages rather that are like i don't know what i i i like eight panels wasn't at all unusual and there are some that are way more than that and several mm. times phil added panels um there was a thing too where in the beginning um he really wanted to, he was, so we were talking about how do you, how do you feel about, you know, do you have a sense with this page size? How do I adjust panel count? What do you think it can hold for like an average page? And he was like, I don't know, give me as many as you want. I'll get them in. <laughs> I was like, all right, here we go. Um, and boy, man, he does. And then he also, you know, it's very, I work very collaborative to begin with, which is, mm. you know, a whole other thing because um, I don't naturally have a visual imagination, I think in sounds rather than in pictures. Okay. Uh, which makes me an unusual fit for comics writing, but I like to argue that it makes me a really great collaborator because sure. um, I'm never going to have the experience of, well, that's not how it looked in my head because I, unless I sit down and try to imagine it in my head or sketch it out, it I don't see those pictures. I mean, it's I'm not incapable of it. It just isn't my default thinking. So, like, if you tell me imagine a pink elephant, I can certainly imagine a pink elephant. But if you tell me, okay, stop the movie that you're watching in your head when you think of this story, like. Oh, I'm not. I'm not watching a movie in my head when mm. I think of that story. I'm hearing it. Um, I think in sound and rhythm and sort of in emotional arcs. Um, okay. So, um, so I'm always surprised when the art comes in. So uh, when yeah. we when we say sound, are we talking about um, sound effect? almost or ambient sound or voices or all of the above i mean all of the above and right. sometimes music and then also 
something that I can't, that I have trouble explaining, but oh, my, my dogs are making noises. <laughs> Very cute. Yes. Oh. I, you, uh, I can I, hear, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming through. It's lovely. <laughs> um, Padfoot, I think, is uh, chasing something in his dream. Um, but so, like, here, I'm pulling some pages over. But, um, so like a, an, a, a page with panels, um, I can kind of, I can translate that to the way I hear it by clapping it out for you, right? So, so like this spread, um, that's staggering. I mean, yeah. Uh, and this is on my garbage printer and taped together. You know, this isn't even close to. But so that so like that has like a there's like a boom and then a long sound and then boom and then you know like it's that's the rhythm of that page. Um, uh, so there's that kind of sound that I hear, and then there's, um, and then there's just the sound of the dialogue. So, mm. uh, so yeah. So just uh, you know, I I I hear it in my head, and then I literally read everything out loud so I can hear it, because um, then I'll notice repetitions of words that I didn't notice when I was reading it in my head, or I'll notice things that make my tongue trip. Um, right. And it's interesting because when you're writing for actors, it's really important to make those adjustments that make your tongue trip. It's not so important when you're writing for people's eyes, but I do it Very anyway. I don't, mm. I don't know why I do it anyway. I just do it anyway. And, and there is so much of comics dialogue that only works because you're reading the dialogue mm -hmm. not and it, it's not even the same as reading a novel or something like that there's there's something about that that juxtaposition of the image and the yeah and character and, and, and all that that's that, that i always find find fascinating i forget the book i was looking at recently where i, I read this one line it was just like that would absolutely only work in that comic in that moment in that you know <laughs> yeah yeah of, yeah I think it's a great thing. Um, it's kind of almost a synesthetic approach, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I, I don't think I have classic synesthetic. No. I don't think I have that in the sense that like, I'm, I'm working with a musician right now on another project who has legitimate synesthesia right. and, and like he hears colors. Um, wow. And I don't think I have that exactly, but there are crossovers. Like I, I do see rhythm um, and I do, um, or I hear pictures. I don't know which way to describe that. Um, okay. And then, uh, 
I, I also, and I think a lot of people do. I like, I anthropomorphize everything, like everything. Um, so, you know, from like silverware, there are relationships and mer- narrative in a place setting. Like, <laughs> I think I was an only child. Yeah. <laughs> so. But that's, that's great. That's imagination of work for you. I mean, yeah. You know, and I, I think it's great to be able to, to humanize things uh, 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 to that level. Because when you see that, you see empathy, right? You see. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I, I think that that you know we're just wired for story. We, it's just our mm. brains are built for it. Um, and I mean that's the reason that comics work, right? It's yeah. like I put two pictures together, and your brain automatically is going to get us from one to the other. Mm. Um, and and you're going to start imposing narrative where there may or may not be any um, because your brain is just made to do that. And I think it's made to do that for genuine um, uh, evolutionary reasons. You know, Um, story is how we practice living. It's how we teach. Story is how one generation is able to communicate with another when our lives didn't overlap at all. Mm. Um, And in doing that, the work of those previous generations theoretically saves us time. We don't have to relearn the same lessons over and over again or make Mm. the same discoveries over and over again because of story. And from the sound of it, I mean, that seems to lead us into the heart of Historia, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we I, I'm assuming the book is taking a the stance of a of a of a tale told, you know, as a past event rather than the immediacy of this is happening now. Would I be right in that? Or yeah, so the in my head, this book is a history book, like a textbook mm. almost. Um, and, and that's why we did the library variant. The, yeah. um, uh, so it's, it's intended to be a textbook that was written for young Amazons to learn the history of their people. Um, and so there's a couple decisions that we make in doing that. And one is it centers the female reader. Right. So if we're talking to the young Amazon, then we're talking to a young woman Um, and everyone else is invited to read this book. I think there's a lot here for everyone to enjoy. Um, I don't mean to. You know, it's not for you to anybody. Everyone is welcome. But um, but but we're centering a certain audience um in a way that you know other audiences are frequently centered and everyone else is welcome too mm. you know um but so it, it assumes a female readership um it is aimed at a young the, the conceit is it's aimed at a young amazon and and basically in the the i have it the 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 first page is blank because the idea is 
tabula rasa. The the right. the idea is, um, you know, all you think you know the history of the Amazons, but history is written by the victors and in the war between the Amazons and the world of many Amazons lost. So the history that, the, well, here's what it says. It says, um, the Amazons, they whisper, warrior women, as though such a thing were foreign to our sex. Some say they caught off their breasts to aid the flight of their arrows. Some are liars, fabulists. The children of Ares, the daughters of war. No, the Amazons have no fathers. Surely this we know, the Amazons sequester themselves from the world of men, save for Diana, a gift from the warriors of Themyscira, our Wonder Woman. No, not that either, none of it. History, young one, is written by the victors. And in the bitter battle between the Amazon and the gods of men, the Amazons lost. There is no objective version, neither this one nor that, but this, this is our story, the Amazons Historia. And here it begins. That's amazing. See, that's that's straight away that's really evocative. And you know, you, you just get that sense of of kind of time and and age and history, and that that's that's incredible. Have DC tried to uh make a contractual that you'll be doing the uh the uh, narration on the audio comic <laughs> or on the motion comic for this if uh, if they go down that there route, there go. I think they could do better than me, but um, but yeah, it's it's. I do like to read no, everything out for, loud. Yeah, is um, that? I, I I kind of want to ask that about that as a writer because I personally feel too self conscious uh, reading things aloud in the house when I'm typing, even though I kind of do need to really. Yeah. Um, do you, like is that something you can only do? because you live with another writer or do you, do you I think mean, you I don't, find I that share, difficult? I share an office and Turner has to hear me mumble to myself all the time. He's out getting lunch right now. So um, uh, he has to hear me mumble to myself all the time. I also like sort of move my body around sometimes like to right. act things out in some way. Um, so yeah, no. I'm a dork. I'm just a dork. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing cool about it. There's nothing. I'm not even like a, like, you know, like, oh, I'm a dancer. So let me like move with great. No, no, I am not any of those things. Oh, the worst is there's this, there's this other thing that I'm working on right now. And, uh, and I wrote a whole section of it in, in like slam poetry verse. Right. And, I had to read it in front of a whole room of when we were reading this thing aloud. I had to read it in front of a whole room of people who are professionals in what, what like leaders in their fields. And I was right. like, this is mortifying and I want to die. But uh, and everyone, like, reaction? <laughs> they were everyone was very sweet to me. So, um, but, you know, I'm like this, like, like five foot tall little white girl reading this mm. part that was written for a six foot four black man doing slam poetry. I'm just like, oh, God, this is everything about this is mortifying. But it, but it's great to be able to kind of live in those those spaces for a while. Right. I mean, to, to kind of explore those yeah. sides not necessarily of yourself but of, of other people because you know 
I, I think writing is to a certain degree, you know, respectfully, hopefully, hopefully respectfully co-opting other people's existences. Yeah. So, uh, so this is temporarily a big conversation that we're having right now. Mm. And I think that there are a lot of conflicting truths. Um, and so, um, So particularly when we talk about the stories of marginalized peoples, hmm. um, we, you know, those stories have been told in our modern history by white folks, hmm. right? And, um, you know, stories of women have frequently been told by men and, sure. um, you know, just pe people writing from spaces they don't inhabit. And is that problematic? Absolutely it is. Is it problematic to say you can never write any experience but your own? Yes, it is. So... I think what we have to do is we're trying to like, there's, there's so one of the things about living in the world of Twitter, right. Is mm -hmm. uh, the world is very complex um, and it can't be reduced to 260 characters and, you know, discussion and, real idea development doesn't happen in that space. Um, and so, you know, so, so first and foremost, we need to elevate the voices of the people who come from those communities. Those people need to be able to tell their own stories, but should they be limited to only telling their, the, their own stories or only telling the stories of people who look like them? No, absolutely not. Um, to people who come from dominant cultures, should they be limited to telling only their own stories? I don't think so either. Um, I think, but I think there is a level of responsibility that comes with that and there are debts incurred that are complicated. Uh, I think if you come from a dominant culture and you're writing some characters that don't come from your culture, you have a real obligation, not only to make sure that you have done adequate research and that you have spoken to people from those cultures, but also to elevate the work of people who are speaking directly from those cultures, who are telling stories of their lived experience. Mm. Um, but what, I, what, and all of that is very real. Um, what I don't want it to be reduced to is we only tell our own stories. We only tell, we only write about the people that look exactly like us because I think what that does is i think that's the death of empathy um and i think right. that uh you know we become a library of narcissuses um you know there's there's a thing i think about a lot with 
you know, I was born in 1970. And when I was a kid, um, I was a kid, the world was a very different place. There were comics everywhere you went. Um, and for me too, you know. Yeah, uh... which is true. Actually, there were comics everywhere. And then mm. comics went into private spaces. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but also when I was a kid, there were only three television stations, right? And yeah. so because of that, and I'm obviously speaking to the, the U.S. experience. I'm not quite sure mm. what it was. Um uh, actually England, pretty much yeah same. pretty much the same that you know three television stations uh at the beginning when i mean yeah. at the beginning when i was when yeah, i was yeah. kind of growing up and then a fourth in the early 80s and then you know a fifth and then the explosion right <laughs> so, so that's interesting because that's exactly yeah. how it was for us right fox mm. was the fourth one and then right um but um And now we have a bazillion and yeah. there are good things about that. The good things are we're in this like quote unquote golden age of television because of the fact that we can, you know, no one is going to ever have the kind of uh, ratings that shows had when there was no video games or cable mm. to compete with them, right? And so you're working for a smaller piece of the pie, so you can really go niche with your show, and that enables you to do some really interesting things. Mm. Um, they don't have to aim at the broadest appeal. Um, and so that's fantastic, and that's one of the reasons why we have such tremendous uh, quality television right now. But bad side of this is when you and I were kids, we all watched the same shows and, you know, because it was the 1970s and there was this move towards a very imperfect kind of multiculturalism, mm. we, you know, like the show Good Times was really important to me. Um, that was, I, I was a, came from a low income military family, um, and the kind of stress that my family dealt with for our economic station was, uh, not at all unlike the experience of, um, Florida and James. Uh, and their family on that show. And right. so that show was a really big deal to me. And I, um, so, so I was watching and identifying with these families of color. I, you know, I also watched Sanford and Son and Chico and the Man. And, um, and today, so we, we had, and I don't mean to say any of those shows were perfect or without bias or, you know, no, uh, sure. uh, but today you don't ever have to watch anybody that doesn't look like you, you know? I, I, absolutely. Yeah. You, you there's, have, a, there's so much more. 
uh, choice and more stories being told, right? I mean, yeah, and like you know, like what do you you know, like my children do not understand appointment television. They just do not get it. <laughs> like it is very confusing to them. Of like you know, well, it's not on until Sunday. What do you what do you mean it's not on until Sunday? Like they haven't made it yet. <laughs> you know, I'm like well, that's that's when it airs is on Sunday, and they're just like. What do you yeah. mean? I don't, yeah, like that's a language they completely do not understand. My girlfriend and I are going through this with succession right now. We have to wait until Monday. Yeah. Monday to, to watch it and it's it's yeah. agonizing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I mean there is a a kind of you know, broadening of the scope now that I think is wonderful. And you see it in comics too. I mean, mm -hmm. and that that's that is fantastic. And I, I think it's really pleasing to me to to be able to see so many more Wonder Woman books out there, for yeah. example. Yeah, and, and like I want there to be something for everyone and I want everybody to be able to see themselves. But I also want how do we then make sure that how do we encourage people to choose to see someone else's reflection? Yeah. I mean it um, is I think in a way, it, it partly kind of goes to what we were talking about at the beginning of the, the interview with the title by almost cloaking it in that, you know, and sorry, you know, inverted commas, but acceptable superhero veneer. Yeah. You you then have an, a, a, a kind of almost stealth entry point into other things right as with all stories you you yeah you know st stories are delivery mechanisms for ideas yeah i guess I and mean, you know i mean all art and every every artist has to define art for themselves but mm. for me art is the purpose of it is to connect us to ourselves and to one another um and to be able to see the world through someone else's eyes or to imagine a different outcome um or different possibilities a different future, a different past. I think those things are all really relevant to the people that we become. Um, um, and, you know, and I feel like even, even as we're discussing it now, even as I put it, put it forward and said, you know, like, Back in the day, we all had shared experiences and you got to see other people didn't look like you and it was better. It's like, Mom, I, I don't know that it was better. I don't think it was better. I think it was. We gained some things and we lost some things. But one yeah. of the things that we lost was the sort of. You know, you, you watched what was on and what was on asked you to see the world through eyes that didn't look like you all the time. Um, mm. and that, I think there was something there. Um, there's also, uh, I'm trying to, here we go. Um, my husband found this for me the other day and it was, uh, interesting because the book was named, you know, three years ago or whatever. Mm. And, um, but Matt found, I mean, I'm kind of jumping topics here, but yeah, Matt found different. this because when, when you said talking about like the, 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 the idea of the word historia, right. And, um, uh, Matt found this Art Spiegelman quote that says, um, my dictionary defines comic strip, comic strip as a narrative of a narrative series of cartoons. 
and narrative is defined as story. The most, most definitions of story leave me cold, except the one that says a complete horizontal division of a building from medieval Latin historia, <laughs> a row of windows with pictures on them. Amazing. Um, a row of windows with pictures on them. If yeah. that is not, yeah. I mean, it, that's... yeah, like if, if that's not comics, mm. like, uh, anyway. and, and, you know, language connects us across time. It, 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 you know, sometimes you can hear a word and see the or and you can immediately get the sense of an origin of that word. And, and that actually I didn't know and so was good. just, yeah, that, that is fantastic. Such a um, great, like, oh, wow. That feels like the universe tapping me on the shoulder, right? Yeah. And, and it's strange because you start to see why the world is the shape it is and mm -hmm. how the how civilization is the shape it is, good, good and bad, you know? I mean, yeah, that's incredible. Thank you for that. Um, you know, and we, we, we always like to acknowledge that, you know, comicking, that's we don't know exactly when human beings developed oral language right um um we assume it was very very early but we don't know um mm. and so assuming that that's correct oral storytelling is the first storytelling but the first storytelling that we have evidence of is comics that's what the paintings in Lascaux are. Mm. You know, that's what, you know, there's, there's even an argument to be made that hieroglyphics are comics. I disagree, actually, mm. but it's a valid argument by some smart people. Um, but cave paintings are absolutely a thousand percent comics. It's sequential images telling a story. <clears throat> Pardon me. That's right. And of course, you're then dealing with um, the idea that back then, of course, you weren't you weren't talking about a fictionalized narrative because one is assuming that perhaps imagination didn't have quite the scope that it has now. And therefore, what, what you were dealing with is a, is a is pure communication. Well, we don't know Maybe. though, right? So, yeah. so oh, those, sure. so yeah. we know that, um, we know that those paintings were about a buffalo hunt because, yeah. the, because we can see, oh, that's a buffalo and that's a person, right? But we don't know if that was a buffalo that hunt that happened. Uh, oh. We don't know if that was a buffalo hunt they were praying for. We don't know if that was a buffalo hunt that. They were planning, you know, like we, we don't know. All we know is, is the story. Mm. Um, so it could have been the story of something that happened. It could have been a kind of prayer, um, a kind of willing into being, mm. um, or it could have been uh, strategizing. Mm -hmm. um, don't I mean know. Yeah, and from there, I guess, superhero comics into, you know, a willing into being because I can't imagine anyone who doesn't read superhero comics without imagining themselves as that hero. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they 
there's so much there to to kind of unpack. We'll probably depressingly really find out that it was uh, the beginnings of the uh, earliest capitalism. If we have, if we catch one buffalo, buffalo this summer, and there then you two go. next summer, and we can sell one of those, it's actually a, it's just a ledger. It's just a ledger. Or like, okay, look, <laughs> you're probably right. Oh God. I hope not. I hope We're not. Doomed. I mean, we've 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 roamed all over the place here. We've gone. <laughs> oh yeah, we were going to talk about Historia, right? In, in case very, anyone forgets, we were very bad at staying comic. on topic. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I, I I love it. I I I always think these are designed just to let creators roam where they want to roam and talk about what they want to talk about. Um, so just to sort of capture, you know, go back to the the book if we can, just, just yeah, yeah. briefly. <laughs> yes, um, yes, please, let's do. No, so I, I don't want to keep you too long. I'm sorry. It's, um, you know, you've given up so much of your time to do this. Um, oh, you're so kind. I, I think that, is there, did, I, I mean, obviously we, we have to talk about just briefly the delays, but I mean, those delays have, have helped because they've, they've seemed to have really allowed Phil to, to, you know, go wild in the best possible way. Oh, yeah. Um, no. I've, the book took three years. Yeah. I mean, that is, books don't take three years. It's 64 yeah. pages. Uh, uh, it took three years. When we started this, I think if he had known it was going to take him that long, he would not have taken the book on. Also, he tried to not take the book on. You know, uh, uh, when I called and I didn't actually even call him, the editor called him first because uh, uh you know, I, I gave my wish list of artists and um, the editor called and Phil was like, oh, I really uh, enjoyed reading this pitch, but I'm going to pass because um, I don't even remember what his reasons were. Mm. Um, and that was clearly how much I respected his reasoning and and uh, uh, <laughs> autonomy. Um, and... I asked the editor, is it okay if I call him directly? And the editor was like, if it's okay with him, it's okay with me. And so we got on the phone and I was like, I really want you to do it, please. <laughs> um, you know, and I don't remember what that thing, but one of his things was I'm not fast. And I'm like, that's a DC's problem. I don't give a shit, you know? And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Can I curse? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um, uh, you know, it's like, it, like I'm not fast either. I'm not a fast writer. Um, but this book doesn't have to be monthly, so I don't think it matters. Um, now I don't think you know either one of us knew we were talking about three years, but also I don't regret it. I think when you see those pages, you see every minute of those three years. Um, the the you know. We could publish a script book or put a script in, you know, I'm sure if we do a collected version, we'll put scripts mm. in it. But what you'll miss in the script is the <clears throat> hours of phone calls and text messages and conversations. Um, and Phil even came here. He came to Oregon to hang out with me and my family. Um, and, you know, and I went up to New York and you're going to 
the script isn't the whole story. Every yeah. everything is on the page. And then and then there's like stuff. You know, we were going through the lettering pass the other day and the editors were asking me some questions about one of the spreads and I'm explaining stuff to them and they're like, can we get this in there? And I'm like, in dialogue? No, we can't, <laughs> you know, like, no. But he's like, you know, pe people are going to miss the, you know, Chris was like, you know, man, I hate for people to just miss it. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But, you know, I, I can't tell them what they're looking at. Um, no. But, you know, what we'll do is we'll do things like, like, like these podcasts or maybe, you know, we'll do some end notes in a collected edition or something, mm. but, but like, yeah, there's, so the page we were talking about was, um, the goddesses traveling to, uh, hell. And I have a colored version of this page now since I've, that came in after I printed this. So this mm. is, this is nothing, but, um, so, you oh, know, wow. in here, so when the goddesses decide, all right, we're doing this, um, they all have to travel, travel to hell. And it's, it's, um, you know, hell, well, they go to Hades, they go to mm. Tartarus specifically, which is a, a place in Hades, but that's our version. That's the, the Hades is like the, the Greek it's actually both heaven and hell. It's the, the Greek afterlife, but in Tartarus yeah. is the, the part of it that's hell. But um, uh, hell is a state of being. Hades is a place. All you have to do is get to get there is die. If death is not an option, there are other ways in. And then it goes through um, how each goddess gets there. And it's, you know, for... Uh, uh, you see... Demeter standing um, on this. Let's see if I can show you this. Uh, Hold can. on, I think and I can. I can, uh, uh, I can just put you up. Hold on, there we go. There you go. Let's so you try see, that. There you go. You see Demeter standing on this incredibly elaborate floor that tells its own story. So there's like comic books within comic books in this, <laughs> which oh is just completely insane. But anyway, so. There's Demeter. Demeter goes through the front door. Demeter here is meeting with Hades and his um, uh, lieutenants um, because of the story of Persephone. Uh, Demeter is owed. So she, you know, she doesn't have to sneak in. She's like, mm -mm, I'm I, Hades owes me. I'm going through the front door. So she just walks in. Um, and then Hecate goes uh, on hand and knee. And then like Hecate is crawling to hell through this barbarous experience. Um, and Athena is, when we talk about Athena, we usually talk about um you know, oh, she's the, the goddess of wisdom and war. And like, that's not actually accurate. Um, the Greeks were not people that had like a male and female uh, god of something, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, Ares is the god of war. Um, Athena is more accurately representative of the city. So she is like wisdom and strategy. So okay. there's there's certainly, you know, she's not not a fighter. 
but it's it's really about sort of a, a citadel more than it is about warring. Um, and so it was like, all right, what's hell for the city? And so Athena is traveling over a river of refugees, a river of pain, um, uh, like more than she could take in, more than she could care for. Um, that's her hell. So, you know, but so that's here, mm. right? Um, Get you back up on your own there. Then, okay. Uh, uh, I can't remember how I did it now. No, that's all right. <laughs> I there think we, we can see it. There we I go. Right, there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But all it says in the text is over the river of pain because that's one of the, you know, there are several in, in traditional Greek mythology, there are several rivers. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then th there's a, there's a river of forgetting. Um, and so Aphrodite goes through the river of forgetting because what's more faint, painful for a lover than to be forgotten. Right. Know? Okay. Um, and so it's so on and so forth through that. And like on the last panel of the page, you see, um, you see Demeter has had her conversation uh, with, let's see. So that's um, Hades and, I uh, can't do this backwards. The, the, there's Hades and then down here, um, Demeter has walked right past him right. into hell. So, and like all of those, you know, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight individual stories. Well, I guess it's not eight because mm. it's seven. There are seven individual stories on this page because there's two that deal with with uh, Demeter and Hades. Um, what? I mean, and those, they're, they're, and they're fully realized. Yeah. And they're not. You know, you're gonna you're gonna just read right over them. Um, and, and so anyway, so it's sort of like the, every page has stuff like that. And, um, you know, and Chris and Andrea, our editors were like, you know, can we, can we get more of this stuff in? I'm like, we kind of can't like, you, you know, it would, it would be, it would be like patting ourselves on the back. It would be like, mm. look how clever we are. Like, you know, spelling everything out, um, telling you what you're looking at. Um, so, so I think what, the right thing to do is just like you know put it out there and invite people to spend time with the pages and mm. invite people to I, engage I with all the little stories i mean so like the the problem for me is uh so we do a weekly podcast reviewing comics mm -hmm. and we usually have to read them quite quickly and and sometimes because of scheduling we, we, we like i mean last week i only got to read them about an hour before well, that's <laughs> like the two or yeah. three um don't think I can do it with this one. That's <laughs> going to have to be read very carefully yeah. several times. Um, I, I mean, when you began the idea, mm -hmm. when you first started, because I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't necessarily a thing that the DC came to you with. You went to them with it. You, you kind of came up with the idea and went, "Hey, uh, yes or no?" Interested in doing this? DC called me and said, "Hey, do you want to do a black label book?" Mm. And I said, can I do the Amazons? 
and right. they were like write up a pitch um yeah. so that was how it went um right. so yes and no um i did not say oh i have this story spontaneously i want to do um uh it was um uh mark doyle right um i don't my, forgive me mark i don't know why your name just like poofed out of my head um uh mark doyle who uh uh has moved on from dc now but mm. is a a tremendous dude and a tremendous editor um and yeah he reached out um i actually don't know if it was it was mark or andy curry who called me first but they were working together on the black label launch um and uh one of them called me um, and uh, and yeah, I was like, you know, we, we, here's the concept for Black Label. And, um, and frankly, I think it was because I'm bad at monthly deadlines. I'm a slow writer. Um, right. And so I think the idea was like, you know, it doesn't have to be monthly. Um, you can, you know, we can get you ahead and you can do something that's sort mm. of more prestige and, uh, format and uh and it's outside of continuity so it doesn't matter we can schedule it independently um uh you know we just think he'd be a really great fit for it and i was like super into that idea um and i i was like all right you know D so interestingly i didn't read a marvel comic until i was growing up or, mm. or rather until i was an adult when i was growing up um i read all uh horror archie and dc and um uh and i think it was just because that's what my neighbors collected and they had a billion comics and so i read comics in their basement um and it was uh dad three boys and a girl and the girl was my age and um uh and the the brothers and the dad all collected comics and so um missy and i would just hang out down there and read all the comics and um so so i didn't really there wasn't that much choice i read what was there and that yeah, was what sure. the, what was there um they, they were dc people so i was a dc person um and uh, uh and my mom would buy me I, I had my, some of my own. My mom would buy me Wonder Woman um, in particular and also Vampirella. Um, and, but anyway, um, uh, so I was trying to think like who, all right, what do, what, what do I love with DC that I want to do something with? It? And like my favorite character, maybe my favorite character in comics is Lois Lane, but uh, that's a little too close to my heart. Like you almost don't want to do your favorite favorite. Cause then it becomes sure. a, you know, like I've gotten to write Lois, like sort of on the periphery and it was like, mm. great, good. I'm done. You know, like I've written her twice. Um, and I don't want to, I don't think I want, I don't know. I might change my mind, but I don't think I want to go too deep in there because it's so special to me. I'm, I would be worried that making it part of my work would somehow change that. Sure. um or risk it anyway um and wonder woman the amazons was really important to me growing up and um 
And I had just seen the movie, I think, and I didn't love the way the Amazons were portrayed in the movie, you know? Um, in the the most recent in, uh, Patty Jenkins film from yeah. a few years back? Okay. Yeah. That's um, and I mean, no disrespect. Um, uh, I was just like... I, I don't know. I, I, mm. I, I felt like but, but the movie wasn't about the Amazons. It was about Wonder Woman. And I felt like it just wasn't so much pro women as it was pro Wonder Woman. And in the Amazons, we didn't get to see a whole lot of their culture. All we saw was them preparing for war. And then it's like, you know, you're preparing for war, but there's a war, but you're not going to go mm. because you want to protect Diana, but Diana's going to go. Like, it was just like, yeah. I was like, okay. wait, what? And you know, so anyway, it just, it didn't. And again, that wasn't there. I don't mean any disrespect. I know that movie was really important to a lot of people and I'm super glad that it exists. And, mm. um, but I was like, mm, I want to kind of dig into the Amazons a little more. Um, mm. And then I was thinking about that. And then, was, then it was like, well, what, what do I want? Like what's, you know, and, and my husband's always like swing big, swing big, you know? And, and so I was like, I want a Homerian epic with a woman at the center. That's what I want. And so it was like, epic, what's an epic? And so, you know, so I came up with this thing that's like nine 64 page books and, uh, and they're divided into three like each has a story, each of the books has a story arena, but each comprises a chunk of the history of the Amazon. And, you know, it was just like, it was audacious, which mm. is why I wanted Phil, right? Because like big, audacious, was, epic. Uh, and just briefly, was there any consideration of Phil doing the next two issues or was it always going to be an interchange of artists? Um. No, I, 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 I think initially it was like, you know, and we'll do, you know, but I, I don't know if Phil never agreed to do all of that much, but I think, in, you know, in, I think in my, I mean, in some regard, I bullied him into doing this one, but, um, um, you know, and I, I, I can't. I, I'm incapable of overstating how amazing he is and how much he has brought to this work and how much, how important he has become to me as I've been so lucky in that You know, I've, I've gotten to collaborate with some really incredible artists over the years. And there are, but there are some that just become family, you know, and Phil has become family. Uh, and 
even though he's not drawing the subsequent issues, and even though we only got greenlit for three um, of my nine, um, the middle three of which would be like the Return of the Jedi, you know, or the the Empire Strikes Back, rather, and like, you know, like, you know, people people are really like, wait, but um, uh, uh. You know, I, I'm, I'm still crossing. I'm still like, if we do enough numbers, maybe they'll I, let us do all of them. But I, I hope they will, because I, I do remember when we met briefly in London, you did talk to me about, you know, where you want the story to end, mm-hmm. uh, which I won't give, obviously won't give away here. And I'm sure you don't want to. But it, it was just like, oh, yeah, that would be a perfect point to to end and yet yeah. begin on. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I, I definitely want to see the books continue yeah. so I, I'm, I'm going to be rushing out there and making sure i grab this first issue and encourage you many many as many people as i can to grab, you. grab but you know what if issue. if we never get more than these three i'm gonna be thrilled it's okay mm-hmm. i i hope we get all nine but it's still a whole story just these three and it's beautiful um you know, all three artists have been absolutely incredible, but, you know, Phil has just, I, I don't even, I, like, words fail me because it all sounds like her- hyperbole. But, like, all you have to do, I don't have to say anything. Just look at it. Yeah, you know? sure. And and in, in seeing the previews online, I was looking at some today, sort of in prep for this, and, and the things you, you very kindly showed me in London. I, I mean, just it's unbelievably mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. I, I really there are narratives... Do on the armor Mm. like there's stories on the armor like it's comics within comics within comics it's insanity Mm. um and it's stuff you couldn't do necessarily in film because no you don't have that thing of just holding the page in front of you and taking the extra five minutes to look at that and look at that panel and read that that line you know or, or you know we tend to read comics sort of going like we 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 go you know we we mm. we turn to a page and then we get and like oh wait and we go back and we you know like you don't you don't read a or you don't watch a chibi show or a movie like that you don't mm. like stop and move forward and right like like i mean i guess you could but it's usually just because like you're going to the bathroom or something not because you're really trying to take in every yeah. you know so um i mean that Hopefully, people get into it. Uh, the book is out thirtieth of November. Am I right? The thirtieth, yes. So there were um, the big delays. The three years were on us, but um, but the last two, it was supposed to be out mid October, but um, uh, COVID and and paper shortages pushed yeah. us to November thirtieth. Mm. That's not on us. That's just I, what it is. I mean, it's it's certainly playing. You know, every week doing the podcast, we have to kind of. Yeah. really stay in touch right up until till sort of wednesday morning really because you know my, my colleague liz is, is in the us and i'm here and she's getting different books to the books i'm getting because yeah <laughs> you know, they're, not like all, they're not all turning shipping up in the is a thing yeah. now right um, um so yeah. i should actually probably take off because i gotta get my yes. um <laughs> like i actually 
I don't think you can see her anymore if she's moved out of the frame. But um, mm. Stella, my my black dog, has this lump. She needs to go see the vet. Um, well, um, our, our best wishes to Stella. And uh, <laughs> thank you. I hope she's okay. Uh, thank you so much for giving us so much of your time. The, the interview is is kind of taken us places I didn't expect to go. Um, and I'm really grateful for that because it, it's been such an interesting kind of exploration of ideas. And I think that's the important thing with comics, with any stories, uh, yeah. and, and it's certainly going to be important to this one. And well, I really I, look I... forward to, to grabbing it. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I'm the one that started talking over you. Don't apologize to me. <laughs> um, um, I love this medium desperately and, mm. um, and it's so fun to talk to other people who care about it so much um so it is genuinely my pleasure oh, thank you. um thank you. and, the, and then, thank you for being a uh for your your time at uh uh oh my god the name of your gosh thank you it was a pleasure to get to speak to you um yeah. and i was really thrilled to kind of to 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 meet you i mean having sort of seen so much of your work uh in the last few years and, and really enjoyed it um and particularly enjoyed bitch planet I, I i you know really love that um thank you and and I'm, I'm looking forward to this i'm sure i'm going to absolutely adore it so thanks so much kelly too um thank you my, my best wishes for the book um also just want to say thank you to to turner and to uh lauren at dc for helping arrange this interview um and for the time and effort they put in thank you very much i will pass that Sue, again thank you best wishes to uh the dog i hope she's okay um okay. yeah please let us know i will uh, actually <laughs> yeah please All please right. do thanks so much for that all right take yeah. care man bye-bye